24 hours, nigga, seven days a week. Me, I don't get tired, I let you all the niggas sleep. Turn up for that check, and yeah, I get it out the streets. Also, like I'm starving, going hard, I gotta eat. I get it out the mud. Yeah, yeah. I get it out the mud. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I just break my wrist. What you know, good. Fantasy footballers, leaguers, whatever. Uh, we reporting live from Montclaw, Louisiana, the greatest village on earth. I'm your host, Super Duper Diggity Dave, and I'm here with the weed drinking, beer drinking, hot dog eating. Hoo! Benny Boo, what to do? What's up? What's up? What's up? What's up? What's happening? And reporting live from Denver, Colorado. It is the most hated man in fantasy. Say foe, but you no good. You know, everything good. We about to have a good show, fellas. I'm pumped. Hells, yeah. Van Helsing. I don't know. I'm just, I'm just <laughs> spewing. Rattling yeah. off shit. Uh, all right. Uh, we, last show, we left off. We went first four rounds. Taylor left for a brief moment. We, la- we went through the fourth round briefly. We're going to get back into it off top. First, we want to talk about a few headlines. Benny Boo, headlines. What you got? The third show in a row, we're going to start off with talking about Melvin. Mm-hmm. Still nothing. He talking about sitting out. Then, boom, Zeke come up with it, too. You know, we're going to sit out, too. Like, Le'Veon started a whole new trend. And, I mean, I respect it because you want to get paid and shit, you know? I mean, yeah, running back position. position yeah, it's a brutal position. You don't have a long career, you know what I'm saying? So, I understand it, but it puts a damper on your fantasy uh, drafting team and everything else. Yes, we know Garden's holding out. It came out saying Zeke wasn't going to play till he has a contract. Jerry Jones said he wants to pay Dak, Cooper, and Zeke, but he ain't bending. Good luck. Nor breaking. So, uh, Zeke is willing to hold out from reports. Weeks, if it takes it, maybe the season. We let Bell got to support. Garden got to support. You know. But we had the same conversation we had about Garden. Garden's holding out. He's dropping in drafts. Week one, Zeke ain't signed a contract. Where do you draft Zeke? You know, end of the preseason, Zeke ain't signed. What round do you go Zeke? Wow. Man, that's a scary thought. But, dude, you got to start looking into the third and fourth round, like where Melvin is falling. Mm-hmm. It's hard to say that one. But, uh, man, I, I just get, you got to, when you go with your first round pick, man, you got to have a boom or bust situation. I mean, there's no bust. So you got to have a boom. Yeah. Because that's what you're drafting him for. So, I mean, shit, I'm nervous. I'd say third, fourth round, but. You still take that chance, man. Within six games or so, towards the second half of the season, you can have a stud. Yeah. But it's too much risk for me. What about you, Taylor? What would you take him? So, this is why when you do a redraft, it should be at the end of the year. When we sit and we look at it, we see that most drafts are going to be end of August, very end of August, maybe the first three days of September, when, when you're drafting. So, that means what we're talking about now really is not – it's not even relevant. It's not relevant, exactly, Vince. So if you're drafting August thirty first, if you if you're drafting August thirty first and he has not signed a deal, that likely means he's gonna miss games into the regular season. Exactly. If if it's August thirty first and he's not he hadn't signed a contract and he's come out and said he's willing to miss uh uh, uh games, I'm not drafting him. I'm not drafting him at all. If it like if it's that late if it's that late 
before the season starts. I don't see a reason why you would take that chance. Even to the second-round pick and the third-round pick, that's huge to your fantasy team long-term. You're right. You're absolutely right. There's been plenty scarred by Lev Bell last year, but... Man, Zeke in the third round, beginning of the third round. Melvin. <laughs> Melvin in the beginning of the third round. What's the man? I mean, or it, middle it, it second. It sounds good right now. It sounds good right now, yeah. but it's not going to sound good on August 31st if they are, we're still in the same spot. Well, I'm just going to say this. If you're drafting before the end of the preseason, good fucking luck. Shame uh, on you. Yeah, yeah. You, should, you should wait because a lot of shit happens between week one and week four of the preseason. As of right now, no, nobody wants to touch them. We'll see when it gets a little closer. Uh, other than that, the only other thing I can think of, Andrew Luck, calf injury, still lingering. He said he'd be ready for week one. Not, you know, Andrew Luck, you, we're all the same. We're not going to take a quarterback early. He could fall if he falls for great value. I mean, of course, you'll take him and take the chance because it's quarterback. You can stream quarterbacks. But there's one thing I'm worried about with Andrew Luck, and it's not Andrew Luck. It's T.Y. Hilton. T.Y., probably top 10, top 12 receiver with Andrew Luck. Without Andrew Luck, ugh, he's just, I mean, he'll have you a couple big games. He's not that great. So, Luck going to play all preseason. Calf injury, lingering around. Say he plays week one. Do you also have the same confidence as T.Y., where he's getting drafted? Well, end of the two, beginning of the third. Uh, if redraft was today, if preseason's over, he still has a calf injury, but he says he's going to play week one. You go to draft. What about T.Y. Hilton? Oh, that's, that's tough. That's tough, but I really do believe Luck is going to be okay because last year, if you recall, everybody was so scared. Man, he still ain't, he ain't practicing training camp. He ain't throw the ball still. Yeah, but and, but, and, and he showed – he came back. That was two years after he had been out with a shoulder. Okay. This is something that's been bothering him. I understand. Him. He missed minicamp. It looked like he's not going to do training camp, but he says he's, he's probably played week one. He'll – most likely, that's what I'm that. saying. Like as far as drafting, you can't really. Man, it's just hard to hold back. If he say he's playing week one, you got to be able to pull the trigger with Ty. But I mean, most drafts will be done before that. But uh, if he plays, no doubt in my mind. But if he don't, I mean, you're stuck with it. But I still don't see Ty doing that horrible. Maybe he's mm. not. I mean, not not third or fourth round capability then. But he can still be an okay wide receiver, too. It's just a gamble you're going to take. Now, you take that gamble, Luck plays week one, and they but kill it. he's technically you know, a receiver one if Luck plays. You're right. You're so, right. you're drafting him as a receiver but you're one. But dra- you could draft him as a receiver one, but he's usually around your third pick. Yeah, you're right. So, it just depends on how you go with it. But he I, could be your receiver one. I asked this quick question to Taylor because Taylor's like me. He loves Brissett. I like Brissett. I think he's a pretty good quarterback. First year, he got thrown into the mix. He wasn't ready. T.Y. struggled. Taylor, say Brissett plays the first two weeks. You say T.Y. in the same spot? Listen, so I think that we have to look at it again. We got to look at what's going to be happening around the time of my draft. The time of my draft, and they're saying, listen, and Luck's close. He's, he's come back. It's going to be a week or two. I'm drafting him in the same spot. What I think is going on with Andrew Luck, I think that he had that shoulder that shoulder injury, and if you remember, he re-injured it. He aggravated it. Yes, so I he think is. He's taking, he, I think he's taking the second injury very, very slow. He doesn't need to practice. He's a veteran. You know, the only thing I can say is that he needs to build a rapport with, with, with these guys who, have, who he hasn't played with, the Paris Campbell, the Deion Kane, the Devin Punches of the world. So, you know, that 
you know, as far as T.Y., I'm fine. He has that rapport with him. If it's one or two weeks, I'm confident in Brissett. Brissett came in as a quarterback, didn't know the playbook, and was pretty good. T.Y. had some up and down weeks. He was not worth where you're drafting him. But I, if, if, if it's one or two weeks, I'm taking Brissett in the same spot. Yeah, T.Y. had his bigger games towards the second half of the season, which Brissett had half-assed on the playbook. Different coach, but he had already got accustomed. He's been there for a couple years now. I respect that. I think Andrew Luck will be fine, but it's something to have in the back of your mind before week one starts. So, yeah, I'm on board with y'all. I still take T.Y., even if it is a few weeks. And, yeah, Luck could be playing it safe. He's been there. He's done that. He is a vet. Okay. Let's get down to it. To the nitty-gritty. We drafted the fourth round. We talked the first three rounds. We decided and stuff. Taylor had to leave. You know, things happened. He couldn't make the rest of the show. It's whatever. But let's run through the fourth round because I'm, I'm going to call it from 1 to 12 in the fourth round before we start the fifth. It was Robert Woods, A.J. Green, Stephon Diggs, David Montgomery, Josh Jacobs, Chris Godwin, Brandon Cooks, Derrick Henry, Calvin Ridley, Philip Lindsay, Mark Ingram, Cooper Cup. Okay, you got two quick questions. First off is the big one. You got three Ram receivers going off the board, all in the fourth round. That you know, literally Woods, at the first pick, yeah, the middle pick, pick and, and the, the last. Pick. Yeah, it went like that. Did, did, did we all take? Yeah, yeah, we took, all took a Rams receiver. Taylor, fact, of course. Yeah, Taylor took Woods. I took Cooks, and then you took Cooper, Cooper. Cup. All right. I know it's going to be hard. I rank them like that. I believe Robert Woods is that good. That's the exact rank I have those. I would rather have Robert Woods more consistent. Cooks is going to get you your 1,000-plus yards. Not so many touchdowns. Cooper Cup. Has the most upside because of his touchdown capability with Jared Goff. And you got it. So, quick thoughts. It comes down to you, all three. I mean, you've had it. I've had it. I took the second one. Uh, Taylor, we'll start with you since you – no, Ben, we'll start with you since you had the last pick. Three Rams receivers on the board. Which one are you taking? If all three are on the board and it's my pick, I'm definitely going to go with Robert Woods. He just developed himself as Jerry Goff's number one go-to. Uh, I mean, yeah, Goff spreads the ball around awesome. I mean, that's the way the offense is ran. But the safer blanket, the guy that can easily be in the top 12 without a sweat, really, is Robert Woods, injury-wise and in activeness. I mean, just targeting it along Brandon Cooks is dealing with a little injury. And at the same time, yeah, he's going to get you 1,000 yards. He's not going to have as many catches as Woods, maybe a few less. And the touchdowns might be a little less. It's just Brandon Cooks will have a great game of 30-point plus, and then he'll come down and give you nothing. Where Robert Woods is going to get you double digits almost week in and week out. Now, when Cooper Cup's there, that's the same situation for Cooper Cup as Robert Woods. But he got the touchdown upside. So I really could easily put Cooper Cup ahead Brandon Cooks. But uh, man, it's just it's just Cooks done it year in and year out. Hey, what else the guy got to prove? You know, yeah. top fifteen, no matter what. I just see Robert Woods and possibly Cooper Cup both could finish in the top twelve before Brandon Cooks. Right. How, how you feel, Taylor? Taylor, I feel like I feel like Cooper Cup coming back into the offense is a help to the whole offense. Cooper Cup is a safety valve. Dale got one of the highest scoring offenses. That means they keep the ball moving. They love throwing downfield. Jared Goff and Robert Woods have a great rapport. Robert Woods has gone has since twenty sixteen. He has only gone up in uh, yards uh, per season. 
Um, I I think that, but what I think is that I think that he's capped at about what he did last year. I think what he did last year is a safe projection for what he's going to do this year. Again, I don't think Cooper Cup really affects um, what he does. I think Brandon Cooks is going to have his game, but I like all three Rams wide receivers. There is. Yeah, you know, we're, we're talking about in the fourth round. I can get a receiver who's getting double-digit points every week in a great offense. I'm going to take that. I mean, basically in the fourth round, bro, you're getting a top 15 receiver, no matter which way you go. Okay, we're, I'm going to do a quick question. One word, just say the name. Higher upside, Woods, Cooks, Cup, go, Ben. Highest upside, Cup. Taylor. Cup. One more quick question. I know we're lingering on. but We want to hear your answer. Huh? I pick Cup for the highest upside, but – we know Robert Woods is consistent. Does Cooper Cup help Brandon Cooks? Yeah, absolutely. Cool. Actually, Brandon Cooks and Robert Woods did better when Cooper Cup played in games. Yes. So, but out of them, who has a higher upside? Between with Woods Cup and playing, yeah, because Cup helps. Cup changes the game for both of them. Higher upside, I really do believe Cooks. I'm gonna say Woods between between Cooks and Woods. I'm gonna say Woods just because what Brandon Cooks does to me seems a little bit more like big playish. He's taking the top off while you have Robert Woods working those intermediate routes. You got Cup taking those short routes. You got Woods taking the taking the deep routes. So I'm in a in a PPR league. I'm going yeah. to take Robert Woods. Oh, yeah, okay. I agree. I agree. Standard, I'd probably take Cooks to the yardage. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. I'm gonna I'm linger on the fourth round because you will see fourth, uh, fifth through eighth is is gonna be. Less conversations. Uh, a couple more things real quick. It went David Montgomery and Josh Jacobs. This is computer picking. Uh, two rookies coming in. Josh Jacobs is, I mean, he got Doug Martin backing him up. He's going to be the number one. He went after David Montgomery, who has Tariq Cohen as the third down back, and he has Mike Davis, who can run and catch. Don't matter. On record, I, if I was drafting right now for this redraft year, I would think I would actually go Montgomery over Jacobs just like it went. I mean, Yes, Jacob's going to be the man. It's off it, But between the footage that we've been seeing a couple weeks in training camp of Montgomery, it's awesome. He's killing it in practice right now. And at the same time, him and Cohen can still – it's a better offense all around, better team. I mean, they're a contender. You know, Oakland's just trying to be something. So I'm going to go with the better offense, and I'm going to go with Montgomery. That's going to have over 200 attempts and easily, you know, 30 targets. So Taylor? So, my thing is that it's not just Mike Davis. It is Tariq Cohen. We're talking about league, and in obvious passing situation, you're going to have um, you're going to have Tariq Cohen on the field. I believe he caught around 70 balls last year, and I think that even if he takes a step back and he catches 60, I think that caps what David uh, Montgomery's going to do. He's going to catch some passes, um, but I just I, I, I don't see him I don't see him being more than uh, seven, eight hundred yards his first year on the ground with maybe another hundred uh, passing yards. Okay. I, I just, I, I don't, I don't see it with Tariq there. I think Tariq's the bigger um, harm to his fantasy value. There's also been reports out that they want Cohen to actually have less touches in the game as for not being. As a running back, like running back, running back wise, wise. so but that's giving everything to Montgomery. Yes, and Tariq's going to get you close to 100 targets. He's going to definitely have over 60 catches. 
But Montgomery can do both at the same time. Montgomery can still catch. So it's not like it's Jordan Howard back there. Yeah. You're an upgrade. Uh, yeah, it is. But if I ain't mistaken, then Tariq Cohen, PPR, full PPR, what did he finish last year? 12, 13? He's number 12. Number, number 12. Okay. Do y'all see Tariq Cohen there again? Because you can get Tariq Cohen later. You okay? And this is what it comes to. We're playing. Uh, say we're playing PPR. Full point, not half point. Full point PPR. Do you take David Montgomery in the fourth round, or do you wait around two later and take Cohen? Oh, I wait and take Cohen all day. I'm just talking yeah, about Montgomery yeah, over Jacobs. Yeah, yeah, I know we're talking, talking about Montgomery, Montgomery Jacobs. over Jacobs, but I take Cohen a couple rounds later, and or the, next round later, actually. And no disrespect to Jacobs. I mean, you go with the better offense. Chicago got the better offense. Oakland's going to be down games. Josh Jacobs can catch, but they still got Richard there. It's going to be sticky. Uh, Okay, yeah. So okay. you're saying that Tariq Cohen last year had 91 targets. He had 71 catches. Yep. Uh, receptions. receptions. If, even if that goes down by 10%, I still think that, that, that David Montgomery is more of a trap. Now, I think one thing that could save David Montgomery's value is touchdowns, mm-hmm. you know. Um, Russian touchdown, you get the goal line touchdown, work. I mean, it's a lot of that. Right. So, right. so I just think that no, a lot go ahead. of the rookies this year, a lot of the rookies this year, I think there's going to be one or two that are going to surprise you that are going to go off for 1,200 yards. And I, but I just, I think it's almost impossible to know which one it's going to be. Yeah, oh yeah. You, you, you just, when you draft a rookie running back, you don't know who it's going to be. Uh, yeah. All right. So we all agreed, David Montgomery over Josh Jacobs. Correct. All right. One more quick question before we leave. I know Ben was ready to draft. I'm ready to draft too. Uh, AJ Green, AJ Green in the fourth, missing probably at worst four weeks. Y'all cool with that? Huh. Before no. Stephon did. Oh, he's, but I can yeah, go he all went day and pick before Stephon. I mean, that's horrible. I would go digs all day before AJ. Okay. Yeah. Can we all agree on that? Okay, one more quick question. We ready to draft. We're going to start drafting. Like I said, we're going to have less conversations as the draft AJ Green or Chris Godwin? No, 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 no. I, I, no. We, we'll talk about Chris Godwin a little bit. Uh, <laughs> Stephon Diggs went fourth round, third pick. And I'm trying to pull it up right now. Adam Thielen went third round, third pick. We didn't get to talk about this. This is something I wanted to bring up last show. Minnesota. They're going to run the ball more. It's going to be more open. Uh, the, the pass, I think the pass will be better if the, the run game gets a little better. But this is the same situation you're in every year. Do you take Thielen in the third or Stephon in the fourth? No, nah, Stephon this year. I mean, I got, D- I got Diggs ranked 13th and Thielen ranked 16th overall. I'm a receiver. So, I mean, it, if it's If I'm not mistaken, I think I got my rankings or Stephon is over Adam Thielen. If I ain't mistaken, maybe not by much. Maybe a few. Yes, you have Stephon at 12 and you have Thielen at 16 like me. So okay. you actually got him one hot, one spot higher than me. All right, Taylor. Adam Thielen, Stephon Diggs. Fuck one man, one kill one. Fuck <laughs> one man, one kill one. Go. Go. <laughs> Oh, time out, time out. Let's throw the flag. Nah, keep it, keep it rolling. You You're breaking it? up a little bit. Try it again, buddy. You pause it? Okay. So, so we're talking about a PPR right. league. I'm going to take the guy who I think is going to have more catches. And for me, that's going to be. <laughs> they, yeah. both, they both, last uh, year, though, had 
over 100 receptions. You don't see that happening again this year because of the improved run game if Cook is healthy, right? I don't know. I, I <laughs> yeah, honestly, <it's laughs> honestly, I'm going to say that, you know, the league has been, has been passing more. They could want to they could wanna run the ball, but, I mean, what if Dalvin Cook gets injured? You're talking about a great offense. So even if they go down by to 90, okay. 85, Catches. I think that they'll be more efficient. I think that they'll move the ball more. Um, and wasn't Kirk Cousins hurt last year? Uh, no, no. Hey, he played Kurt. a full season. You think it's that? He played a full season last year. Okay, cool. Yeah. cool. I'm thinking about the rest of this quarterback. Um, but yeah, I still like them. I think that what they did last year may not be repeatable, but I think that it's. I think that it's close because who else are they going to throw the ball to? Got a new yeah, don't you ever, don't you ever say that name in my presence yeah. again. <laughs> but I heard he got a nice connection with Kyle Rudolph. Now, fuck I you, Kyle that. Rudolph. Fuck Kyle Rudolph. Kyle Rudolph, if you ever you're listen a person, to this, yo, I love you. You're a great person, but fantasy. fuck you. You fucked us out of a championship of fantasy. Anyway, continue, Taylor. I'll probably get sued over this. Yeah, I, just, I, I, I don't know who else. I don't know who else is going to catch passes. I really don't know besides those two who's going to catch passes in his offense. So, I still have them projected for close to what they did last year. That's cool. But pick one now. What is it? It's Thielen. It's Thielen for me. Okay. All right. We'll go on that. All right. Let's get to the draft. But before, nah, there is something I like to talk about before, but I'll be able to bring it up in another round or two. So, we're going to go ahead and start it off. I read, I read through the fourth round. Cooper Cup was the last pick in the fourth round. Ben is on the clock. Skew. All right. So, looking at it right now, 5-1. Now, you got a long way to go after this pick. So, you're looking at how you want to stack it. It just depends on all the preference. I mean, you got, you got two running backs. You got two wide receivers. Exactly. You got two and two. You're so, bounced. you got a foundation starting to build. Now, uh, quarterback rise, you got Luck, Rodgers, Deshaun, Baker. This is the fifth round. I'm not a guy that's going to uh, go out in the fifth round and get me a quarterback. But that's not what I'm about to do. So I'm looking at uh, still going running back and wide receiver right here. Um, Sony, Tariq, Kenyon Drake, you know, they was all there. Chris Carson was there. I went ahead and pulled the trigger on James White. I still believe that he might go down. He had 123 targets last year, 87 receptions. Um, that might go down a few, but I still can see him getting close to 100 targets. It's just him and Brady have this connection. Now, he might not be there much longer. This might be one of his last years being there. But uh, as of right now, I still feel safe with James White. He's just a good safety blanket pick to have whenever you – I mean, I got McCaffrey and Fournette, Keenan and Cooper Cup, who I think both can handle my receivers. So, I'd love to get that extra flex spot and throw in James White, somebody that I know that's going to get me close to 10 points every week. Um, okay. That's, that's why I pulled the trigger on James White. And, I mean, that's that. Uh, Taylor, how you feel about – you're a Patriots truther right here. You're a big fan. Uh, how do you feel about the James White, Sonny Michelle, Rex Burkhead, Damian Harris situation? So, when I look at when I look at James White and I look at his production last year, if we just consider his receiving, he finished 87, 751, and 7. That was enough to make him the RB15 or the wide receiver 24 last season. But he added uh, 94, 425, and 5 as, as a rush last season. He was completely dominant. He put up 
damn near 1,200 yards and 12 touchdowns. So when even if he takes a step back, you're talking about a guy who is a PPR darling. I kind of talked myself into it. The only other knock on it is that Sony Michel when, and Rex Burkhead, when they were inactive, he averaged about uh, 21 to 23 fantasy points per game. When they were active, he, that went down to 13, about 13 to 14 per game, depending on who was out. But you're talking about 14 points per game in a PPR league in the fourth round. I think that that's, I think that's perfectly acceptable. Sony Michel has a, has a constant knee issue. So who knows if he even stands up. Rex Burkhead, another one that could go out. And what I think you'll see this season from the Patriots, this is an insider tip, is with their receiving core looking like what it is, I think you're going to see James uh, James White lined up more. So I think he's going to be on the field with uh, Rex Burkhead, with Sony Michel. Um, I think that they used him a ton on this year. Um, I actually think that, you know, now that I'm thinking about it, that, that may be his floor is what he did last year. I think he gets a ton of usage. Yep, and yeah. that's why I pulled the trigger on him. And I'm just going to say they've been talking out of camp about how Sonny Michelle's catching the ball great and zone covers. He's been, look, that means nothing. Yeah. That just means that that threat of stacking the box with Sonny Michelle is gone. Doesn't mean nothing with James White. He's still going to be in there. He's still going to get the plays. I think it's a good pick. PPR-wise, good flex play. Uh, after James White, we went Chris Carson, O.J. Howard, Kenny Galladay, Tyler Boyd. Now it's my pick. Uh, I'm balanced too. Got David Johnson to carry on. I got Juju and Brandon Cooks. You know, I'm not a big quarterback guy. Andrew Luck's there and Rodgers there. Sean Watson's there. That's not me. Running back-wise, Michelle. There's there's Michelle. There's Tariq Cohen, Kenyon Drake. Yeah, it's pretty gross. Uh, not gross, but for where you're going right now, well, it's actually not that bad. This is my thing. Fifth round, your running backs receivers ain't that great. You got Tyler Lockett, who I I love Tyler Lockett, but I don't believe he'll put up what he did last year. There's Landry, there's DJ Moore, there's Mike Williams, who's a hot topic this offseason. But with O.J. Howard off the board, your top tight ends are gone. Evan Ingram's there with tons of opportunity. With Golden takes a spin in four games. With Shepard coming back up a broke thumb, I believe Evan Ingram's going to have a big year. I'm not usually the type to go tight end early, but I think Evan Ingram has a chance to have a big year in the tight end position. So I'm going to try to take that advantage at a weak position, and I'm going to go Evan Ingram. It went Andrew Luck after that, Tariq Cohen, DJ Moore, Sonny Michelle, Tyler Lockett, now Taylor's on the board. We're having a little quality. Yeah, a little technical difficulties. Uh, Taylor again, Taylor, you're breaking up. What you got? So, for, for me, right now, looking at what's left, it's, it's Jarvis Landry, and for me, it's Hunter Henry. Yeah. Um, so, but you have Travis Kelsey. Uh, so, even though you have Kelsey, you're still looking at Henry? Of course, of course. This is, this is, most <laughs> leagues have a flex. Yes. And I don't, yes. I don't think that, you know, Hunter Henry is going to be somebody who's 
who's not used. I think he's you know he's coming back from injury. He played last season. He you know he had what fourteen snaps. Yes, he yes, he did come back late. Yep. Um, you know, I I think that the tight end position is a is a valuable one. Um, I think it's important to be deep at tight end. I'm gonna go Hunter Henry. Okay. Okay. All right. All right. Hunter Henry with I, with a flex play, maybe. Yeah. All right. Exactly. What's good is I you get another pick. Exactly. That's what's good is you get back to back picks, so you can actually do that. You know, that's not that bad move. Actually. Yeah, the twelve spot is not okay. Go I'm ahead, gonna take, I'm gonna take Mr. Jarvis Landry. Listen, he, he's already shown to have a rapport with um, Baker Mayfield. I think that offense moves the ball a ton. Um, I think Odell Beckham has to. You know, it's his first year. Remember Brandon Cooks' first year. You know, he's a great receiver. You know, he's probably, he's definitely going to go over a 1,000 yards. But I think that what you're going to see is that Jarvis Landry catches maybe 10, 15% less passes. But I think he has way more yards. He caught a ton of passes last year and, didn't, and, and couldn't do anything because, you know, he was the only guy. He was the only guy. Odell Beckham Jr. is going to relieve some of that. I think Jarvis is going to have a great year. Um, you know, I really feel good that. He's going to be better than he was last year with the addition of ODB. I look Old at, dirty bastard. Old dirty bastard. I look at Jarvis Landry as one of the safest wide receiver twos. You can get. You can get. Because, like you said, OBJ is going to open it up for him. Jarvis Landry is a great receiver, but he is what he is. He's, a great, he's probably the best slot receiver in the game. Buku receptions. Not too many big yard games, you know. Looking at seven for, fuck, what, 60 yards, you know, at best. Not too many touchdowns. That's Miami style. Last year he averaged a lot more than he averaged all his career. But he, like Taylor said, he was the man, though. He was yeah, the exactly. guy. And now he doesn't yeah, have to be that guy. He'll go back more to that traditional more, Jarvis Landry. Exactly. Where he was always your best number two. You, ever, you would crave to have him in Miami as your number two. Yes. Because so, you know he's getting uh, 10 points a game, no matter what. That's it. He's safe. He's the safest wide receiver, too, I think you could possibly find. Especially in the sixth round. Uh, yeah, it went Landry, Kenyon Drake, Aaron Rodgers, Deshaun Watson, Mike Williams, Robbie Anderson. Robbie Anderson, man. I like him. Yeah. We'll, get, we'll go through the round. We'll get back to it. Uh, I'm back on the board. Like I said, I got a balanced lineup. I got my tight end. Wide receivers, I'm looking at Alshon, Dante Pettis, who is the hot shit this year. Then Allen Robson, Christian Kirk, running back-wise, you know, I got Tevin Coleman there, Lamar, Miller. How do you feel about Austin Lamar? Heckler. As of right now, With it's Don't, just Lamar. We didn't say that. Deontay Foreman yeah, got Deontay cut. Yeah, Deontay Foreman got cut. Yeah. Uh, he's the man. He's the man. He's, he's the only guy he is, Look, he's not going to be great, but he's not going to be bad. He's going to be consistently good. With saying that, though, Speaking of running backs, uh, there's still a couple. There's still good quarterback. Baker's still there, Matt Ryan, but I'm looking at the running backs. You know, Lamar Miller's sitting there. He is the number one. There's no doubt. We know what Lamar Miller is, though. He's the same guy. That, the last like five years, yes. though, he's top five in attempts and top five in rushing yards. He's gonna have his big games. It's hard to believe it, but it, look it up. He's top five in both. I understand that, but he has big games and he has. Worst mediocre games. Yeah, you're right. So we're saying that I will take the number two running back for the Seattle Seahawks. Oh, I mean, not reaching, but okay. 
And I will take right now with the running backs available. I will take Rashad Pennywise. Oh. It. Then it goes Alshon Baker, Darius Guys, Tevin Coleman, and, and that was now Benny I'm facing down and looking at Lamar Miller. <laughs> but Dante Pettis has also failed here, and I really just believe in Dante Pettis. I love him this year. I think he's going to come out and have a great rapport with Garoppolo, and he could be the team's number one. I mean, uh, yeah, I'm definitely going to go Dante Pettis right there. Taylor, how you feel about Pettis? You know, I was feeling real good about Pettis until earlier today. Um, I, I read that he has been – he's not going to be starting on the first team. Um, I also read that he's had a very uneven camp. Um, you combine that with the fact that we don't really know what his, what his production, you know, his production, you know, kind of spiked when Jimmy Garoppolo wasn't in. You know, you combine that with reports that Marquis Goodwin is not a lock to make the roster. And I think that the San Francisco, um, I think that San Francisco wide receivers, I don't know how it's going to shake out. I listen, I think Pettis had talent. He showed it last year. Um, but, you know, they've got a plethora of, of backs. You know, I'm a, I'm a little hesitant on Pettis. Listen, you got him in the sixth round. You know, he you're you're starting your your bench, so he's gonna be first off the bench. You know, I don't think it's a bad pick. It's just it's just I have I Man, have concerns. A lot of question marks at, at at his spot right now. And I'm just gonna yeah, I it's just. The San Francisco offense, you know, they have five running backs. We all know about the running backs. We can argue about the running backs till the end of days. We know what Jimmy Garoppolo is. We know what he is. He's going to spread the ball around. Yeah, he had a big end of season with Marquise Goodwin, but there is plenty of talent there now. Uh, it's just it's just so hard for me to pull the trigger on Dante Pettis. I know he did good. Uh, the end 27, of the last, 27 catches, 467 and five. Yeah, at the end of the season – you know, he had that little run, but I just – I'm like Taylor, you know. His camp isn't doing all that great, and there is a lot of talent there. Uh, I just want to run back. There were three quarterbacks taken uh, in the sixth round. Aaron Rodgers, Deshaun Watson, Baker Mayfield. Uh, I'm not too concerned about Mayfield. I think he's a great quarterback. My thing is Aaron Rodgers and Deshaun Watson. Aaron Rodgers went before Deshaun Watson. Blasphemy. Yeah. Well, you know, I love Aaron. Aaron Rodgers was great for a long time. But the last few years, even with the injuries, he's been yeah, yeah. So great, what is y'all? But, but not for, like not number one. You is know? it worth the? And I know we go quarterback slate, but six round back to back. Aaron Rodgers, Sean Watson. Do y'all take one there, none there, or I don't know. Comment, Ben. Aaron Rodgers, Sean Watson. No, Watson all day. Okay. But I still wouldn't draft him there because I'm the not about round. that. I'm just not about that. But you look that. at what come out after the show Watson. Mike Williams, Robbie Anderson, Rashad Yeah, Pettis. I'd rather have Robbie, Rashad, Coleman, and Pettis more than them two right there. Okay, Taylor, any thoughts on these quarterbacks getting taken in the sixth round? I think that one of them can be the number one quarterback in scoring. And I think, you know, I, I'm just – I don't – see, the reason why I don't take a quarterback early is because when I look at who I can get in the ninth round, how much better they're going to be may not 
may not be worth it. May not be exactly. Going to be better than Matt Ryan or Jared Goff? Yeah, he could be. Is he going to be that much better to justify? You, you know, you can get those two, maybe three rounds later. That's my thing. Is that I can get a quarterback that maybe is going to have a little bit less production, but get him way later. Okay. I feel you. All right, two more quick questions. Uh, we're going to go after Deshaun Watson and Rodgers went. It went Mike Williams, Robbie Anderson, back to back. We know the hype on Mike Williams. Uh, Mike Williams, you know, uh, with Tyrell Williams gone, it's, Mike Williams had a great end of the season last year. But you got Robbie Anderson for two years in a row has shown up. He had the rapport with Donald late in the season. Oh, laid them out of shit. Uh, the, the Chargers have a lot of weapons to go to. If Gordon's there, how do y'all feel about these two receivers? Uh, it's kind of crazy even to talk about the Jets' offense because, you know, it's just not nearly as good as the Chargers. But preferably, I probably would have took Robbie Anderson over Mike Williams. To me, Mike Williams, he's touched down the bus. Uh, what do y'all think? I agree. Uh, ben, you know, and there's been a lot of hype around Mike Williams the way he ended the season, but Hunter Henry wasn't there. Hunter Henry was a touchdown machine. Mike Williams was a touchdown machine. Do you see Mike Williams getting 10-plus again this year? Yeah, I can see him. I can see I can see him going over 10, absolutely. I would actually – I really do love Robbie Anderson this year, but I would rather go with Mike Williams because I still think he's going to get you 10 touchdowns. Him and Hunter Henry can both almost have 10 touchdowns each. I mean, they, they could have 9 Especially and 10 or 8 Especially with Melvin out, yes. they, they could easily both have Man, 10. Easily. Mike Williams is developing. He was a, he was a top draft pick. I mean, they, they, this dude has been, been great for a while now. And uh, they forgot about him because he got hurt his rookie year. Then he came back last year with a strong campaign. And i just rather Mike Williams and Robbie Anderson at this point right now, just offensive-wise and everything. Even though Robbie's a one, Mike Williams can still get four to five catches a game over 70 yards or so and probably a touchdown or so, you know? I mean, it's just the type of receiver he is. The Chargers offense, passing game, the Chargers is one you could talk about. It's not three receivers, but the Rams don't have a tight end. The Chargers got Keenan, Mike Williams, and Hunter Henry. Any three of those would be a great piece to have on your team. That's how I look at it, I mean. Okay. Uh, I understand that. That's, I respect that. That's, it, it goes to preference, you know. I know Robbie Anderson going to be big yards, less touchdowns, maybe more receptions, but, you know, it just depends on what you feel. Uh, One more quick question. I'm not going to get too deep in the running backs. It was, there was four running backs taken. It was Drake. I took Penny. There's Darius Guys, Tevin Coleman. Tevin Coleman supposed to be the lead back. I'm not going to, we'll discuss the San Francisco running backs as it goes on. There's just one big question to have in this round, the sixth round. Four quarter running backs taken. Darius Geis, 6'10", 10th pick in the sixth round. He's probably not going to start the season. How confident, if you were to take Darius Geis right there, how confident are you with that pick? I mean, you're looking at a flex play. Who knows how many weeks it takes for him to get really back into it. AP is the starter as of today. 
What is y'all thoughts on Darius guys? Before we go to the next round. I've seen several videos of him in camp, him and uh, the quarterback, Dwayne, practicing and everything. Uh, even after practice and everything, he's making cuts. He's running routes. He's taking it from the backfield. The guys look really good the last couple of weeks. Um, Is I that still, with or without pads, just running free? Just curious. I, 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 I'm, I'm, you know, I've been busy at work. Yeah. I haven't been able to watch. Is that just That's him? That's without pads. Okay. But anyways, um. AP will be a, a factor. I mean, it's just facts that it will be. And uh, I don't know. It's a tough one to say, but I really do like guys. I still couldn't go with him right here, though. I couldn't go with him in the sixth round. Maybe if I was about seven, six on, I'd start looking in the guys if he falls to me because of what's going to be left. But I'm glad guys went and Coleman. I really do like Tevin Coleman. Yes. I could have actually really went Tevin Coleman over this next pick I'm about to take with my back-to-back. Uh, so I went Pettis, and I'm gonna go with Lamar because he's still there. I mean, uh, he's the man until they something else happens. But as of right now, he's gonna get the bulk. They're gonna use him. They got him on a big contract. Make him earn what he's got, and they can leave next year or whatever. They'll draft somebody. That's how I can see it playing out. But uh, yeah, I feel Lamar Miller be, be pretty decent. I mean, as a wide, I mean, as a running back four on my team. Let's just say, you know I'm what you fine. get with Lamar yeah, Miller. You're I'm good with that. You can plug him in with good matchups. You, you know, you, you you know when to play him, basically. Uh, with Lamar Miller, Eric Ebron, Matt Ryan, another quarterback, Christian Kirk, Austin Eckler. Now I'm on the board. Like I said, I got a balanced offense still. Uh, I don't really need a running back. You got uh, Henderson, Murray, Miles Sanders, Jordan Howard, but. I'm looking at this receiver, and, I mean, I know the risk I'm going to take because this guy is off the fucking chain when he plays. But I'm going to go Will Fuller with my pick. Tad on pick. with Cooks and Juju. I mean, it, uh, it went Fitz, Allen Robinson, Darren Henderson, Jerry Cook, Latavius Murray. Now we're on the clock with Taylor. Taylor, what you got? Oh, yeah, they um, will. Yes. Um, and depending on who that is, I think that's going to limit Lamar Miller's upside. I also think that Bill O'Brien is playing for his job this season. And also, last season, the Houston played one of the easiest schedules. This year, they're playing the number one toughest schedule. So, I think that, you know, I and listen, Lamar Miller, PPR League, it depends on who they get. You know, they go out and they get a Theo Riddick, you know, I, I would much rather have Theo Riddick than Lamar Miller because, it, not, you know, we're talking about the Denver. Yeah, Theo Riddick. But I don't think that they're going to go into the season with Lamar Miller and who they have behind him. I mean. And Riddick's not guaranteed to stay where he's at. Is either. it really though Lamar is not that good of a running back or has he just been behind a future line for four years now? The line Because we've horrible. been seeing flashes in Miami. This guy was a stud. With the bad line. The, line. the line wasn't that great in Miami, and he was a star. He right. was just In his younger days, he was a star with a decent line in Miami. He's with a bad line in Houston. but And we've seen breakout games from Moore Miller. He still has it in Last him. Last year, he had a 99-yard touchdown run. But we know what Lamar Miller – and that's the thing. We can go back even with his Miami days. Me and you loved him back in the day. We drafted him one year thinking he's going to blow up, but he was still Lamar Miller at the end of the season. He's going to have big games, and he's going to have future games. 
For where you drafted him? Hey, ain't got no problem with I'm that. I'm talking about right now. If, if this is how the roster looks start of the season, yes. And when he cuts up and gives you a good, solid running back two numbers, I'm just going to say, I told y'all. But I'm but with, if they, yeah, I mean, if they go I'm and with trade Taylor. for a fucking Melvin or something like that, I mean, yeah, who, I mean. They the might not even have, they, they'll sign But they're going to sign somebody, but he's going to still have his role. Because he's been there. Yes. He's had his role every year. Like I said, the last five years, he is in the top five for attempts. He's going to still get his work. And It might not be much, I've, his production, and that's but what, he's going to get his work. And that's what I'm saying. I'd rather him than Eckler. I'd rather him than Daryl Henderson. And I'd rather him than Latavius Murray, which all went after. So, I'm fine Well, you see, that's where we differ. Cause, I mean, Murray. I see Murray could be on par with Miller. If Garden doesn't play, Eckler has the upside. Like I said, we know what Lamar Miller is. We know. He's going to finish at a certain spot. And he's going to have big games. And he's going to have future games. Playing for maybe one of the top offenses in the league. That was your fourth running back taken. Correct. It's safe. It's a safe pick. But I, I understand. I'm arguing more of the just my than arguing by my pick. I'm just saying Lamar really has the chance to be a really good running back. And in we my, said that really, in Miami, and we've said that in Houston okay, for years, and he has not shown that he, he is a really If he don't this year, good. then you know what? He's done. But I'll give him oh, one last ride. Yeah. He can probably be <laughs> no. on one of the top three offenses in the leagues this year. Yes, with a bad offensive line. The offensive line has not changed. Yeah, That's why the passing game looks so added, great. Like, they added a little depth. I mean, maybe somebody will pull out. It might get a little sync. Maybe they all play together. They started a different offensive line, five front set, more than 10 games last year. I mean, that's horrible. You get no rapport. You're on the line. You're going to the trenches, and you don't know what the, the hell the guy next to you is doing. Anyways, enough talk about Lamar Miller. Yeah. Taylor, who are you looking at at 7-12 right now? Because you got back-to-back picks. Well, for me, um, I really, really uh, feel good about taking uh, Mr. Sammy Watkins right here. Um, he's on a he's on a he's on a great offense. Um, you know that Tyreek Hill goes out. You know, even better. Even with Tyreek Hill in the lineup, uh, Sammy Watkins. Uh, it opens it up. It it definitely it definitely opens it up. He finished uh, with over seven hundred yards uh, uh, last year. I think that he's absorbed the offense more. You haven't heard anything. You haven't heard anything negative about what he's what he's done. Uh, last year he finished um, with uh, 55. No, I'm sorry. He actually figured with 55 receptions. I'm sorry, 55 targets, 40 receptions, uh, 519 uh, yards. Again, that he did not play a lot the second half of the season. I believe, right? Wasn't he? Wasn't he injured from? Yes. Uh, yes. Like yes. Ten on. He yeah. was injured, so and I mean that's that's the risk with Sammy. But right here, what I'm taking is upside. So I think that Sammy has great upside right here. And again, he's not going to be a starter. I have Odell, Robert Woods, and Jarvis Landry. Yeah. This is my first wide receiver off the bench. Um, I feel I feel good about that. The second guy I'm going to take is Mr. Maurice Jones. Um, great pick. Yes. From Detroit because I feel like Golden Tate is gone. I feel like Detroit has only gotten better. Um, on both sides of the ball. You look at that defensive line, they've got one of the best defensive lines in uh, football with the acquisition from Green Bay on uh, Mike Daniels, a pro Bowl defensive tackle. So I think that that means more targets for Maurice Jones. He didn't finish with over 1,000 yards last year, 
but again, I think he definitely has the potential to. Absolutely. Well, I mean, he got hurt last year. That's what killed him, bro. Marvin Jones. Who is to say Marvin Jones isn't the number one receiver over Galladay by the end of the year? Stay in fantasy. I would. The only argument I have against that is when Marvin Jones with the Bengals, when Marvin Jones against the Lions, he has always been that big play, toss it up receiver, and he's been a red zone threat. In Cincinnati, he was a red zone threat. Yeah. He had a buku touchdowns. That, that's what put him on the map. He got hurt in Cincinnati. He went to the Lions. He went to the Lions. He was the big play receiver, deep catches, three catches for, you know, either Deshaun, yeah. not Jackson. like Deshaun yeah, yeah, Jackson, exactly. but three or four catches for 80 to 90 yards and a touchdown, you know. That's what put him on the map. Galladay is a more – Balance receivers. You'll get your receptions. You'll get your yards. You'll get in the end zone. I respect that. But Marvin Jones has the wide receiver. What? We well, finished wide receiver 12 two years ago. Yeah. He has that number one. Up 20. High end wide receiver two. Mid to, just because of the yards and the touchdowns. It's not a bad pick at all for where you're getting them at. But that's just He it. can give you those games. You got Galladay. When you went Kenny Galladay, you passed up on which would be. O.J. Howard, Chris Carson, James White. But, 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 I understand. I, going, I, no, I'm sorry. Actually, I'm wrong. I'm going the wrong way. You pass up on Tyler Boyd, Evan Ingram, Andrew Luck, Tariq Cohen, Sonny Michelle. Whenever you go, Galladay. I would rather have Evan Ingram than Galladay in the round right there. Or Tariq Cohen, actually, than Kenny Galladay. So, I'd rather wait three more rounds. And but, get Marvin Jones, who's going to put up almost the same. But I'm going to say this. To me, Kenny Galladay is a more polished receiver all-around game. Marvin Jones is a big red zone threat. It's a good route runner. You bring in Danny Amendola, who's going to take some receptions. Well, and going to take You got Hawkson who's going to take receptions. Carryon Johnson and will take receptions. And my boy, KJ. With, but with all that taken off of him, I believe Kenny Galladay is the better receiver to get open more, to get more catches than Marvin Jones will. I mean, you're banking on Mormon Jones on catching a bomb every game. That's basically what you're banking on. I'd rather have Kenny Galladay, who is the number one receiver now, with all them weapons, he's going to take more pressure off of him to give him a chance to get open. That's why I'd take Kenny Galladay there. But like I said, where Mormon Jones went, it's not a bad pick. He's boomer bust. He's always been that his career. Uh, Taylor, anything about the Lions receivers you want to say? Uh, he's never been that in his career, though. Even with Cincinnati, he was just, you know, a couple catches and a touchdown. Well, not necessarily, because last year he played in nine games, and he had 62 targets. That's right at seven targets a game for Marvin Jones. Yeah, when there was Marvin Jones and Kenny Galladay. I mean, is that before or after Tate, man? That's all you That's a year. Yeah. But he got hurt, so it was probably when Tate was there. And, well, Tate, Tate left after four weeks. So the rest was, yeah, and he played the other five games. But still, he averaged seven targets a game. And, I mean, he had about a 50-something percent catch rate. Well, I'm ready to take a 40 bet. Okay. When I say a 40 bet, loser chugs a 40 of your preference. No chugging, you know that. Well, okay, I'll chug as much as I can. Yeah, I'll chug as much as okay, I can. we'll do that. You chug loser you... drinks a 40 Stop. regardless okay. of the winner's picking. 
So I can pick whatever fine. 40 yeah. I want. Okay. Kenny Galladay will be within the first 15 receiver. He'll be way better than Marvin Jones. I he'll, mean, he could he'll be, be better, but Marvin Jones won't be that far behind. He'll be way – at least eight spots better than Marvin Jones. Okay. I'm willing to bet. So you're saying eight there's going to be eight spot difference between them two, right? At least. Both healthy. Both uh, healthy. They get hurt, it's a difference. If Marvin, Jones, down, if Marvin Jones plays 12 games, I'm counting the 12 games they play together. Yeah, okay. And we'll do the numbers. That's how we'll do it. All right. You cool with that? Yeah, 40 Taylor, bed. you cool with that? I'm with that. 40 bad. So you putting on Marvin Jones or Kenny Galladay? All right. Eight well, spots difference? You think there's going to be eight spots difference between them? I don't think so. No, no. I, so I, I think if it's eight spots different, it's it's Marvin Jones that had a Galladay. All right, well, bow. rest y'all says y'all be drinking the worst forty I can find. Uh, okay, <laughs> let's carry on. We got to uh, we carry let's wrap up this. Yeah, chill out, line. Listen, every forty is the worst forty you can find. Oh, oh man, forty five is, is the best. But, that O.E. Uh, is good. Not like that O.E. Yeah. shit. All right, all right. Well, well, agree to disagree on on that one. On forty. <laughs> You ain't got no culture. (laughs) (laughs) We cultured over here in the South. Uh, All right. Uh, Anyway, Mormon Jones, Drew Brees, Kareem Hunt in the eighth round. Sterling Shepard, nice pick. Carson Wentz, Royce Freeman's my pick. Uh, There's more quarterbacks going off the board. I'm not too much worried about it. I'm looking at my running backs. I got my tight end already. I'm comfortable with Evan Ingram as my tight end all day. Running backs, woo! This is a great one. Miles Sanders, Jordan Howard. Who's the back in Philly? Ronald jo- Okay, let me stop. Miles <laughs> Howard, Jordan Howard. Oh, who's Roll the running Joe. back? Uh, this is a PPR thing. Uh, and they got great quarterbacks left. You got Colin Murray, Man. which I love. Russell Wilson, Cam Newton, Jared Goff, Jameis. But PPR. Jameis. Jameis. J- Jameis with Storm. But uh, <laughs> you know what? I'm still looking at receivers. It's PPR. I'm trying to stack up on great receivers, you know, especially, you know, I went Will Fuller last round. He might not make great the season. Great pick, great pick, though. Yeah. When he plays, when he, he plays, dominates. he's great, but we know he's not going to make the season. I'm going to take this guy. Shouts out to Westbrook, who I would love to take right now. He'll probably follow him a little bit, which I love Westbrook this year. But I'm going to take the man in Green Bay. Other than Devontae Adams, who have a big year this year. Geronimo! Geronimo! I'm taking Geronimo Allison with my pick. And that's what I was going to ask you about. Because if you were to say nothing about him, I was like, how are you going to pass up on your boy? Because I know that you do. Well, him and Valdez Scanling is very close to each other right now. But we'll get to that in a second. Let's wrap up the eighth round. Vince McDonald. Then Vince McDonald was the nice one. Those. Sanders, then Sanders, Howard. then Howard. And that's how it's back going. Back to back. You got Colin Murray, another quarterback, going... Last pick of the eighth, Ben, what you going? Well, I hate to do it, but, I mean, I could do it this pick or next pick. Uh, but, uh, Fig Newton, I'm going Cam Oh, Newton. my boy. I know how much I like him in 
fantasy. I hate him. As, oh, yeah, he's uh, a piece of shit. Uh, We're going to uh, pause it right there. Colin Murray, Cam Newton wrapped up the round. Uh, let's go to it. The the big thing, Miles Sanders, Jordan Howard. That's it. That's just that, that's, it. That's, that's big, just They're going back to it. back right now. There's praise around both of them. Yes. They're both cutting up. Oh, hell Jordan yeah. Howard's even catching passes. It, oh. It's just, but he did that shit with Chicago in preseason oh, last yeah, year. Blind that's what he does. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. He did it all. Man, that's how they're going back. I'd go either one. I'm cool in with the committee. One. They still gonna be good. I think both of them can really. I think they'll move from that seventy-five running back look yeah. and go to maybe just these two powerhouses. Well, my boy Spro was there. Oh, yeah, yeah. Boy okay, yeah. I mean, throw him in there a few days. About six or seven touches a game for Spro. Yeah, but you know? uh, I mean. Jordan Howard, I mean, I like them both. Jordan Howard was a great I'd back. Rather, I'd years. probably rather have Sanders just for the higher upside. He's a better football. He's a better running back. Period. But Jordan Howard's no slouch. No power back to the fullest. To the Old fullest. school power That's back. It. Give the fucking ball. He's gonna pound. He'll break for one here and there. Taylor, back to back. Who would you pick if he was up to you? Miles Sanders, Jordan Howard, go. I would choose if I had to choose between the two. I would choose Miles Sanders. I think Jordan Howard opens up the season with more touches. Um, but I think by the end of the season, neither back has over 173 touches because I think that um, I think that Philadelphia is probably the most running back by committee team in the league. I don't think it benefits them to give any running back all the work. Um, so, listen, 173 targets is the max I think for either I think right here you're fine I would take Miles Sanders I think he's probably a better receiver um I think he's the better talent than Jordan Howard but I wouldn't be surprised if Jordan Howard opens up the season um getting 15 carries while Miles Sanders gets seven or eight okay well I'm just gonna blow y'all fucking mind and tell y'all what I feel with limited touches in this Eagles offense well, I'm not going to blow your mind. Miles Sanders is a better athlete. <laughs> he'll be more efficient. You know, I know he's banged up his ankle or something. It doesn't matter. He'll, he'll get healthy. Like Taylor said, toward, they might start off with Jordan Howard just like he did in Chicago. Start off with Jordan Howard. I think towards the end of the season, you'll see a lot of Miles Sanders. Miles Sanders played with Saquon. He, yeah, he'll he'll, he'll no, be more he efficient. He uh, come from the state pen. I mean, the Penn State. <laughs> okay. Uh <laughs> Before we close out, I got a couple questions. Uh, no tight end went in the sixth round, but the seventh and eighth round went Eric Ebron, Jared Cook, Vance McDonald's. I'd rather Vance have Cook McDonald's. and Vance McDonald's. Fuck one, marry one, kill one, go. Ooh, kill Ebron. Huh. Fuck Cook. Now nah, marry Cook. Fuck Vance. Okay, nah, but I'll, <laughs> I'll bullshit aside. Uh, who has the higher upside? Highest upside right here, and y'all going to say it's crazy because it's really between Cook and Vance. Yes. No but doubt. I think Cook has a higher upside than Vance because the way the rapport's been going, the videos I've done saw and shit, Jared Cook is connecting with Drew. They're looking great. Jared Cook's been outstanding in camp. And Vance is still great, too. Don't get me wrong. Vance has an injury history, though. And uh, it's just I know there's a lot of more targets to absorb in Pittsburgh. It's a tit-for-tat situation, but if I'm going just for pure upside, I'm going to go with Cook. And Vance is more safe. Taylor? I would agree with Ben. I think I think Jared Cook has the uh, higher upside. You know, you go back, you think of Jimmy Graham. You know, Sean Payton, somebody said he's, he's pulling out of Jimmy Graham plays. Yep. For Jared Cook, you know, my thing is is that 
you know, is Jared Cook a first-year tight end with the Saints, or is he going to come out and be like a third or fourth-year tight end? You know, learning that playbook as a tight end, I don't know if the curve is just entering the league tight ends or switching to a new team. There's going to be a learning curve. Is next year the year for Jared Cook? You know what I mean? Um, in which case, I think with the with the addition of um, with the addition of uh, Vance McDonald's back after his injury and the subtraction of Antonio Brown, and you got questions at the number two. Everybody's Dante Moncrief has it locked down, you know. But I think that Vance McDonald's probably has is is a little bit is a little bit safer for me. Yeah, see, the cook, Cook's upside makes me now. You see, I see it different. Cook can be great with this offense, but we know Drew Brees. Drew Brees is going to throw it to Michael Thomas. He's going to throw it to Alvin Kamara. He's going to throw it to the open man. We don't know because Drew Brees hasn't had a great tight end with Michael Thomas. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, that's right. Uh, last time Drew Brees had a great tight end was Jimmy Graham, which was six, seven. How long ago was that? Too long. Yeah, it's too long. This Ben Watson had a thousand. Well, he'll still make a tight end look good. Oh yeah, he's we done said, that in his career. Oh yeah, what about Kobe Fleener, who was a great athlete and he's he could do nothing? What about uh, Hill, who who was supposed to step garbage, up and take it over? Not that good. But yeah. what about Shockey? What about Antonio Gates? Shockey was a season vet. What about Jimmy there. Graham? Antonio Gates was great, and Jimmy Graham was a great athlete. We don't know what's going to happen with Cook. Okay, he, Watson, he made Watson a great. Since Graham has left, end. since Graham has left, Watson had a great year. One year. My thing is. Also, Drew Brees was a different quarterback, I think, when Jimmy Graham was in the league. I think that the Saints, as we've all talked about, the Saints have changed this offense to fit the declining talent of Drew Brees. So, I don't know what that means for the tight end position. I think, you know, maybe comparing Drew Brees to what he did with Jimmy Graham and saying that that's going to return with Jared Cook, I think that maybe that could be a little bit of a trap situation because that offense is completely different. I agree. I I just want to say this. But that's what. Go ahead. Go, 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 go. Before you say this, I want you to finish it. Say we had that tight end last year, things would have been different. This whole offense would have been different. But. But we didn't. And that was the problem. My argument is Drew Brees throws it to the open man. He spreads the ball around. There's a bunch of quarterbacks. He spreads the ball around. Being taught. The closest man. His average depth of target has gone down. Every year for the past three years, and that's correct because his arm isn't what it was. You got Big Ben. Tight end doesn't catch many passes at the line of scrimmage. Your tight end is more of an intermediate. Yeah, I understand. Okay. Yeah. And, and you got Big Ben with a silver rocket of arm. He can throw it downfield to yeah. Moncrief, do this and that, whatever. But he has a rapport with McDonald. All those targets from AB, all those touchdowns from AB, and Vince McDonald caught a few. Quite oh, a few touchdowns. Vance was good last so year. So this I mean, is shit. if we were talking about upside, then I don't see how Vince McDonald doesn't have the clear upside to this. He can be That's fair, Dave. That's a fair. top four tight end easily, just with the targets and the touchdowns. I mean, we all know what Moncrief is. He's a bomb threat. Who else he has? Eli Rogers, James Washington, uh, James Conrad, the or Samuels of the backfield. I believe this could be a year where Vince McDonald could take a big step if he stays healthy. And becomes one of those top-notch tight ends with a Pittsburgh offense who likes to throw the ball. So I would rather have Vance McDonald over Jerry Cook. It's to your preference, but I believe the upside is McDonald. Uh, and that's I'm a Saints fan. 
Just to put that no, out there. I mean, it's not just because I'm a Saints fan. I mean, I just feel Jerry Cook's going to do great this year. All right. Uh, one more question before we wrap it up. Two more questions. I like Kareem Hunt in eighth round. Yay or nay? Yeah. Make it real quick. Yay or nay? Nay. Taylor. If, why would I? Why? Why? <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Man, with Nick Chubb there, like he's suspended for eight games. You mean I'm going to have to sit down on a second string? I'm going to have to sit oh, on yeah. a second string wide receiver for eight weeks. He's right. a running back. Nah. He's a running back. But, uh... All right. Uh. All right, last question, wrap it up for the eighth <laughs> round. Uh, I'm not even going to quarterbacks. It's all about preference when you get to that point. Uh, but I picked Geronimo. Sterling Shepard went right before. Technically, fuck Golden Tate. Technically, Shepard's been there. He is a wide receiver one with the Giants. Oh, I would have rather Geronimo, Geronimo is number two with Green Royce. Bay. But out of those two receivers, it comes down to you. Sterling Shepard, Geronimo. Two for Green Bay, one for the Giants. What did it look like? I would still probably go Sterling Shepard over Geronimo. And because? That's just because I feel like he's going to be the number one. I mean, he's going to come back. Dude, the injury, yeah, it's fucked up his hand. Shape, but he's going to be great. I think, I mean, he's going to get more opportunity than Geronimo will. Geronimo's going to be great also, but I'd rather have the higher upside with Sterling just because of the sheer amount of targets more. I mean, okay. Taylor? You got Devontae oh, out there, you know. No, yeah, you, got, yeah, yeah. you got Devontae. Devontae, so. yeah. You got Devontae Adams who's going to eat a lot of targets. Taylor, what's your thought? I'm going to take I'm gonna take Geronimo. He's on a better offense. Also, you know, where is Sterling Shepard going to line up? Is he going to be in the slot where he normally is? Or is he gonna, somebody's got to play on the outside. And playing on the outside is a lot different than playing in the slot. So, you got Golden Tate, you got Sterling Shepard who are both slot wide receivers. How does that shake out? I don't think the Giants know what they're doing. Golden Tate's out first four games. <laughs> well, first four games, but overall. I'd rather share Shitlin. Shitlin Shepard. Shitlin Shepard. Shitlin I'm, I'm, you know, I'm staying away. I've seen Jordan Nelson be the number one receiver and Randall Cobb be the number two receiver. Oh, absolutely. And Randall Cobb cut the fuck up. But you got three things to hear. MVS. Oh, MVS is a deep threat, and that's it. MVS about to cut up, boy. I've, I've seen Shepard blow up without Odell Beckham there. I've seen him have big games without Odell Beckham. But when it comes down to this round with these picks, I go with the better offense, and that's why if it came down to me, I'm going to I'm going to go with the better scoring offense, better I running game, better defense, it. just better all-around team. I'm a gambling man. Oh, uh, fellas, that's that's it. We went through eight rounds. Uh, what? Yes, we'll go the next four rounds. We're going to go 12 rounds and shut it down. After 12 rounds, we can't let y'all in on our secrets. Cause we got some sleep. We'll, we'll have a sleeper episode, but right now, we ended at 12. I'm sorry I'm burping. I've been drinking a lot. My boy smoking the bowl over there. Uh, so, yeah, eight rounds. We'll discuss the next four rounds this week, maybe. Might get two episodes. Yeah, I think we'll yeah. get two episodes this yeah, week. Uh, oh, they lucky. They lucky. And, again, once we finish the draft board, you can find this draft board at our new uh, Twitter account. Ben, Thank what's you. The, what's right. the handle on that? That's it. What That's is uh, it? at OutTheMud19. Get at us. You can see a bunch of shit there. We'll be posting up information and everything. Y'all can check it out. And uh, and this is Out the Mud Podcast. We didn't miss yeah. it before. We ain't let you know. We're we not changed names and times. Uh, yeah, but this is it. Out the Mud Podcast. 
Report live from the south, and we'll give it to you how we feel it. Yeah, Twitter handle again, one more time. At Aldemud19. Ow! <laughs> 19, what a great year. <laughs> okay, uh, it's time to go, Taylor. Any last words, buddy? Another, another great show. Had fun. Can't wait to do the last four rounds. I will see you boys later in the week. All right, brother. Billy Boo. All right. Taylor Fode signing out. And uh, <laughs> yeah, <cut him laughs> I hung up on it. Yeah. <laughs> but anyways, I'm signing out. Good night to all and to all a good night. And I am super duper diggity david swallowish blah, blah, blah. Who that? Go New Orleans 2019. Uh, see y'all when I see y'all. Fuck you, Dode. Suck it, bitch. Peace. Peace. <laughs>